Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, another fantastic show of the Cisco and Falcon Hour broadcast and policies tonight. We have a special guest. He's an author. He was just on Tucker Carlson's show, Ed Broadoff, author of America, America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden. And the topic tonight is going to be transphobia. It's an attack on free speech, a former Marine officer. So we'll have him in a couple of uh, minutes. Mark, welcome again to another segment of our program. What's the rant of the week for, for you? It's been a couple the rant of, of the week is, here's my rant. What is going on with the price of oil? Why is it plummeting? I don't understand this. Um, we're producing million, over a million less barrels a day. Uh, they're cutting off the uh, Russian suppliers. Uh, OPEC said that maybe they could pump uh, another 100,000 uh, gallons, uh, 100 barrels a day, which is basically nothing. And the prices, you know, and economic activity climbed to a significant degree. Now, what concerns me is, is this. Are our systems so rotten to the core that to try and help Joe Biden, are these sons of guns purposely low and artificially lowering the price of oil? I, I don't understand this. Why is it plummeting? Like, I mean, I'm glad gas is going down, but why? And the only reason it's I going- see is to protect Joe Biden. That's my of rant course. of the day. The, the system is that friggin' rotten. It is. It is. They're actually bringing bringing down the price of oil to help uh, Creepy Joe in November, and then to help not just Creepy Joe, just to help the Democrats as a whole. But I, I don't think it's going to to help them. I think uh, the Republicans will take the House. I think the Senate is going to be really tight again, very close. But I think the House definitely, I feel it's going to be going, you know, McCarthy is going to be the the Speaker of the House. And uh, Creepy Pelosi will probably stay in Taiwan and, 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 and make some money on, on uh, with the Taiwanese. But, I mean, my round of the week has to be the, 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 the stupidity of the Europeans uh, leaders in the sense that they have really created a crisis that should have never been. Number one, they're telling folks in, in, in Europe that you have to ration water, that you cannot t- uh, turn off the temperature in the summer more than 80 degrees. You know, I mean, you can't lower under 80 degrees. So, and in the winter, you cannot raise it more than uh, than fifty degrees. <laughs> and 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 the and the fuel. I mean, I, I I made a prediction on on Facebook saying that this winter it's going to be all hell for for Europe. I mean, the people. There's going to be a lot of tension and 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 and. and, and major upheaval in, in Europe. Uh, yeah, but wait, wait, food, wait, I mean, Cisco, wait. There's, there's global warming. We have climate change. This winter, it should be, you know, 68 <laughs> degrees and balmy, according to the climate change racketeers. Right, right. But the, the, the part that they're not telling you is that they're still the, the, the elitists, the ones that are actually pushing for this, they're still flying their, their private jets, you know, creating so much emission out there, carbon monoxide and everything from their big yachts, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio, a hypocrite, uh, son of a gun, you know. But um, let's um, go ahead and, and, and make the call to our guest because I'm, I'm really anxiously wait, uh, looking forward to speaking to him. And um, because I think he has a lot of insight on what we're 
where we're going. Yeah, hello. Yes, good evening. How are you? This is this is Cisco from the Cisco and South Phone Hour Broadcasting yeah. Politics. We're, Can we're, you call me on my landline? Sure, sure. I'll call you on the other line. I, I wasn't sure which number I should call you, but I'll call you right now. All right. All right, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he gave me two numbers, but didn't specify yeah, which no problem. number. No problem. No uh, problem. Let me see here now. I will call you now. I wasn't sure which number to call you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been looking forward to having you on our program, and uh, I'm glad that we're finally able to connect. Yeah, great. So, you know, it's an honor to have an individual like yourself who has been on so many, so many different programs and with so many different topics and being the top negotiator for so many firms. Um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this topic, uh, transphobia, is an attack on free speech. caught my attention right away. Um, can you give us a little brief? I mean, you have an, an uh, enormous resume, but there's maybe things that you may uh, I may, may not have included in regards to your resume. Please go ahead and, and um, share some of that with, with our audience. Well, I, I am uh, I have been for many years a uh, negotiation expert and a consultant to uh, large companies and government. Uh, I'm also a political commentator, and I have a new book out, which has just become a uh, number one bestseller on Amazon, and it's called America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden. Mm-hmm. And that that also caught my attention in the sense that, you know, we had, a, we had ex- excellent four years with um with uh, President Trump, and now we have it's, – it's a complete disaster what has happened. Uh, what led you to write this book, uh, the, the Cause of Replacing Trump with, with Biden? Well, what led me to, uh, to write the book was I, I realized that millions of Americans are unaware of what's really going on because the press does not give us an honest coverage of what's happening in the country. And I ran into my neighbor on the street, and we were talking about Biden, and uh, she was totally unaware of, of, of the facts about Biden and his, uh, his corruption, uh, his, his inability to make decisions. And it was all because of what she was hearing on CNN and reading in the newspapers. So she had no idea what the truth was. And I decided that somebody had to tell the truth. So I, I tell the truth in my book, America on Its Knees. And the truth is that, as you say, we had four years under Trump where virtually everything he did accrued to the benefit of the nation. And then we went from that, we went just the complete opposite with Biden, who said as soon as he took over, he said, I'm going to reverse and do the opposite of everything that Trump did. So he was going to reverse all the good things that Trump did. And that's exactly what's happened. He has turned the country into a disaster. Uh, we have the worst inflation in 40 years, which means people can't afford to buy their groceries, let alone pay for gas. Uh, we have violence in the streets, which is enabled by Democratic politicians who refuse to enforce law and order. Uh, we have a disaster on the border where uh, Trump had the border under control. Now we have total lack of control and millions of people coming across the border. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're going. We don't know how they're going to be, uh, how they're going to maintain themselves. 
except we know that they're going to be on the dole. So you and I have to pay for all of these people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, uh, and then, and of course, in the international realm, uh, you have, starting with Afghanistan and the way that Biden screwed that up, uh, we have, our, our American foreign policy has been destroyed. Uh, I am one of those who firmly believe we would not have this situation in the Ukraine if Donald Trump was still sitting in the White House. I don't think the, the Russians would have dared to attack Ukraine with, with, under President Trump. It's only because they perceive Biden as being weak that they, that they were willing to do this. And the same thing is happening with the Chinese, who mm-hmm. are becoming more and more aggressive because they know that we have a weakling in the White House. And, you know, as uh, Semperfy, Semperfy, um, you know, I thank you for your service. Um, and, we're, you know, you were in the Marine officer, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, so the, the way that this whole, you, you brilliantly analyze and describe what has transpired in, the, in this last two years under uh, Creepy, Creepy Joe, that's what I call him. Um, but one of the things that's devastating to me, and I think to every, every uh, military uh, who loves his country, military officer or uh, individual that has served in, in the military, is the way the military is being purged of conservatives and the way the, the military is being destroyed from within. Uh, especially with the uh, COVID, I mean the the, the enforcement, the, the push for the jab on 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 these officers, it's really depleting and, and destroying the, the military to a point where now they're not even requiring a high school diploma to join. Well, I don't know if you follow uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox, yeah. but uh, he he's been saying that because Biden has has downgraded our military to such an extent that we are no longer in, no longer in a position to to deal with if a war should break out a mm-hmm. real war between us and China or Russia and Russia, uh, Russia our military is not in a position to deal with it as it was just a few years ago uh, because everything has been downgraded and instead of uh, um, securing a, a military that can fight wars. All Biden seems to be interested in is applying uh, wokeness to the military, mm-hmm. which is Wait which is second. destroying is destroying the morale, and it's destroying uh, the the criticality of the of the military's ability to to perform its main mission, which is to fight wars. Yes. Yeah, but sir, uh, once we ascertain, no, I want to say once we ascertain which bathroom we're using. Those Chinese are going to be in for it, fellow. Let me tell you, because, uh, <laughs> you know, we have to have this, this uh, woke training. So which bathroom do I use, you know? Oh, wait a second. Well, all, of this, all of this is crazy. Missile. Yeah, I mean, uh, all of this is crazy. Anyway, you were talking about this whole trans issue. Uh, that's sort of at the heart of it. Um, right now, if you're a trans person, you go into the military, the government will pay for your reassignment surgery, which yeah, I, I well, think is totally ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And um, as I point out in the article that you were referring to, I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, saying that transphobia is an attack on free speech, uh, which it is any kind of when, when people start talking about a phobia and they say you're transphobic or you're Islamophobic, these are attempts to shut down free speech. Mm-hmm. In the case of Islamophobia, you're not allowed to criticize the religion of Islam. In the case of transphobia, you're not allowed to criticize transphobic uh, trans individuals. Um, you heard the uh, the hearings with Josh Hawley and that mm-hmm. professor yes. from Berkeley. Yes. I mean that was incredible, and she accused him of of doing violence to trans people because he doesn't uh, acknowledge their existence. Well, that's absurd. And that relates to another, another thing that the left pushes, which is the idea that you have a right to be offended. Now, I believe firmly that there is no such thing as a right 
to be not to be offended. If, if we can't risk offending people, we have no free speech. So these two things are connected, free speech and the right to offend, the, the right to, to give offense. Um, and, and it carries over. You know, this, this, uh, did you see the Alex Jones trial? Yeah. Yeah. Alex Jones uh, was, uh, has to pay the people uh, $4 million because he offended them, because he said that he didn't think that uh, uh, a, a mass shooting actually occurred. Well, he, he's allowed to express his opinion. Where does it say he can't express his opinion? The whole idea that, that he has to pay someone because he said something that they disagreed with is, is totally un-American, and, and it's, it's an assault on free speech. Well, even, even, uh, Ed, it's even worse than that because he cannot even say that he's innocent. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, that, that carries over to a lot. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, today at lunch. <clears throat> we were talking about uh, arresting, uh, prosecuting people who have uh, child porno on their computers. Now, I, I think that also is, is an attack on, on free speech. You know, wh- what right does someone have to say that I can't have pictures on my computer? Right. That's crazy. This is totally crazy. Well, this is 1984. It's the thought police. Yes. That's, what, that's what they're doing when they're saying that you're transphobic if you don't accept the existence of trans people. Well, they're, they're, they're very, very... Uh they pick and choose what they consider to be free speech because uh, what's her name? Um, the, the congressman from uh, California, African-American, I forgot her name right now off the top of my head. I can't think. Uh, but she's inciting violence. But that's a form Maxine of Waters? Maxine Creepy Water inciting violence. But that's free speech. <laughs> but if someone who on the conservative side starts to mention that, oh, that's that's really that's not free speech. So they pick and choose. Oh, yeah. free speech. Wait a second. Do you recall how they went after Sarah Palin because on her website she was talking about let's target these certain uh, seats that the Democrats hold that uh, you know maybe low hanging fruit, and they screamed like stuck pigs because she used the word target in there. So the, the hypocrisy is overwhelming. And you know what? The, the reason this Alex Jones thing went forward, because he, they don't like him. You know, he, he's a nonconformist. So he, it's almost like he's a Trump person. It's open season. We can use the FBI, the DOJ, the NSA. We can use all the government weapons to crucify American citizens. That's what went on with him, and that's what's going on now. Every day I feel bad for those January 6th people. I can't imagine what they're going through in that damn prison. I, I, you know, yeah. sir, I have I, I can't imagine that that's going house. on in the United States of America, that, they would, I know, that, that I would be allowed. I, I, can't, I, I still I, I have a hard time getting my arms around that. How can we permit that? How can we permit that to happen? It's Pelosi's gulag. It's Pelosi's gulag. Because, first of all... Well, Pelosi, well, we know that the the, the January 6th committee, its purpose is not to investigate what happened on January 6th. Its purpose is to vilify Donald Trump and to try to prevent him from running in 2024. They're scared to death of him. And that's what it's really all about. I yep. know, and, that, that, and, and, and the lying that goes on with that, the, the slantedness, the biasness, and the media goes along with it. I, I mean, I just I, I want to throw hand grenades. That's how I feel. But listen, full disclosure, I don't have hand grenades. I have no access to hand grenades. It's just a proverbial yeah, You have to be thing. careful what you say now. When you know, say something like that, the FBI, FBI knocking on my will be knocking on your door at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> They, no, the last time they knocked was 7 a.m. They came to my house. <laughs> I'm serious. They did. Really? Yeah. No oh, kidding. yeah, yeah. Because, because I was down in D.C. on January 6th, FBI people came to my house. And not just me, several people in New Jersey 
this, this same thing, you know, were visited by the FBI. But if you're in BLM shooting policemen and throwing Molotov cocktails, no, that's cool. We're not going to bother with you. But if you were down in D.C. peacefully uh, protesting and expressing your constitutional rights, hold on a second. You're a terrorist. Well, one of the points I make in my book, America on its Knees, is that we have a double standard now of justice. Oh, yeah. The, The American justice system is dead. If you are a Democrat and a liberal, you can get away with just about anything. If you're a Republican or a conservative, they'll throw you in jail. Yep. I mean, it's, 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 yep, it's out in the open now. Shut your eyes and cross your T's or else it's jail time if you're a Trump supporter or a Republican. I mean, when, so, I, when I turn on CNN or MSNBC, I see people like Joy Reid and Don Lemon vilifying white people, attacking white people. White people are evil. How the hell they get away with that? If it were the other way around, they'd be fired immediately. They'd be in jail. Yeah, there'd be an outcry. There'd be, uh, uh, what do they call that, a posse, an inquisition, if if it was the opposite. Well, it's an inquisition against white people right now. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, now, but, but, you know, it, it, it even's come out now that if you're black, you can't be racist. They, they, they're going public with that now. Like, what, what kind of horse crap is that? Anyone can be well, racist. Well, they've been saying that Anyone for a long time. That, that, that you can only, only you have to be white to be a racist. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but now they're saying it publicly. You know, they have no but, shame at this point. It's, it's a full-court it, press, you know, by the Bolsheviks. But let me, I, I want to I touch something with Ed. Uh, you know, you just mentioned, you and Mark just mentioned in regards to if, you, if you're black, but the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson, is black. And he, he, has, he has come out, and it was on one of your pieces, where it says he portrayed the radical transgender movement as a new age pseudo-religion whose tenets sharply can contradict real, reality. The reality is, a man, there's only two genders, Robinson said. Well, you know, he's absolutely right. And what bothers me about this transgender thing is if, if I come out today and I say, look, I'm no longer Ed. I'm now Edna. <laughs> I identify as Edna. I'm, I'm, expect, I'm demanding that you agree with me. Now, I have no proof. Where is the proof of that? Do we have doctors that say, yes, Ed is actually a woman? No, it's just strictly on my say-so. On my say-so. And that's the, and that's the fallacy with the whole transgender thing, is that you cannot expect other people to agree with your delusion. You, you, have, a right, you, know, you have a right to believe whatever you want. But suppose I say, I identify as a hippopotamus. Are you supposed to? Are you required to agree with me? I mean, you'd have to be out of your mind to to say, "Yeah, I agree." It's a hippopotamus. So what's the difference between if I say I'm a hippopotamus or I say I'm a woman? It's it's all totally arbitrary, and and we should not expect the majority to be cowed by by a, a small and infinitely small minority that demands not just tolerance but acceptance. And that's, well, the, that's the problem with the no, left. They, they confuse tolerance with acceptance. Acceptance, they're not satisfied with acceptance. They want subjugation. Yeah, yeah. subjugation, yeah, yeah. But this is, yeah. A, this, is a, this is a form of systematic gaslighting. You know, it's like re- redefining recession. Recession, as, as, as I've known since I was in college, is two quarters of negative GDP, and now they've changed that. Now, they even have changed on Wikipedia the definition of definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lying scum, lying scum. Well, I, I think what you have to understand is that behind all of this, behind everything we've been talking about, is the intention of the left to destroy this country. Oh, yeah. They want to destroy all of our institutions, Yes. They want to destroy all of our values. 
They want to destroy free speech. They want to destroy meritocracy. Um, they want to destroy everything that makes America America so that they can recreate the country on their model of a socialist totalitarian government run by the deep state. And uh, one of the scary things is that the government, you know, we think that the government is run by our elected representatives. That is not true. The <laughs> government is run by, there are 2.6 million people who are employed by the federal government in the Washington, D.C. area. And we know that something like 95% of them voted for Hillary. They're all Democrats. So all these people that are running these agencies and who are really running the government, they're all leftists, and they want to, they want to take over the government. They want to run the government. They don't want you and I to be able to run the government via elections, via fair elections. They want to run the government, just as the European Union. It's another group of unelected bureaucrats that are trying to tell the member European states what to do. And uh, this is all a, a, uh, a fascistic, uh, Stalinist approach that uh, we, are, we are faced with that all over the world right now. And in order to change it, uh, there are two things that we have to do. Well, let's, let's be a little positive about this. Mm -hmm. First of all, in November, we have to bring back control over the Congress, the Senate, and the House, uh, to Republicans, Republican control. And then in 24, we have to elect another strong Republican. I support Donald Trump. I think he did a great job. I think he can do it again. And if we can get him back in in, in, in 2024 with a Republican Congress behind him, I think we can reverse all of this stuff. If we don't, that's it. We're finished. Then we're going to we, – the U.S. is going to turn in – to a, a uh, sort of a combination of the Soviet Union and Venezuela. In Venezuela, you know, the people are eating their pets. Yes. And that's what will happen here. If we, allow them, if we allow the Democratic Party to get away with what they're trying to do, you know, we'll, all, we'll be eating Fido and Rover. Well, do you feel that the, the majority of American people are now are waking up to this reality? Yes, I do, but... but we need to get it out there. Movie. There are still people like my neighbor who believes what she hears on MSNBC. People need to read my book. They need to, to listen to people like Tucker Carlson. Uh, they, they need to become aware of the facts. And I, I deal in facts. I, you know, I believe in evidence and common sense. And those are two things that the Biden administration uh, wants nothing to do with. <laughs> they don't believe in either evidence or common sense. But we, ha we, have to, we need to have a better educated uh, group of voters out there. And the danger, the danger now is that the left has taken over academia. They're teaching the young kids today that America is an evil place, uh, that we're all racist, that... Uh, we, we need to change all of that, and, and uh, the kids are being brainwashed. So we've got to do something about it before it reaches a point of no return. Well, before we go on, I need for you to promote your books, uh, the website, and also for our audience to know where they can purchase your books. Okay, the book is called America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden. Uh, it's available at Amazon.com, and as I said, it's, it's become a number one bestseller on Amazon. Uh, they can also find it on my website, which is edbrodopolitics.com, and that's E-D-B-R-O-D-O-W, politics, edbrodopolitics.com. Stephanie, okay. 732-539, do you have a question for Ed? Okay. No, I don't have a question. Uh, all right. Thank you. Uh, two, five, no, four. I had, I had a, Do you have a question? I just wanted a comment on uh, Tucker Carlson. I understand that he didn't vote for Trump. That's all. You understand okay. that he didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. And so what are we supposed to make out of that? 
Frankie, I don't care who we voted for. It doesn't matter. What what does that have to do with with the price of eggs? No answer. Okay. It was just a comment because you were mentioning Tucker Carlson, and I just heard about that, and I thought. So you don't have a question? Yes, if you have a question. Do you have a question? No, I don't have a question. Not at the moment. Okay. Two five four two five four. Wait, um, you know what? Wait, I, I, I wanted to say something about Wait. Tucker. I watch Tucker also, <laughs> and one thing I firmly, you know, I usually agree with him, but in this case I didn't, and that is his uh, opposition to Finland and Sweden joining NATO. Does he not? I feel he does not understand the geopolitics of what's going on. Finland wants to join NATO because they're scared. They saw Russia invade Ukraine, a non-NATO country. They see Russia avoiding avoiding uh, entering any kind of NATO territory. So Finland is worried, and so is Sweden. And uh, Tucker Carlson's wrong in condemning them for wanting this because these nations are pursuing their national interest, and that is to avoid Russian occupation, especially in the case of Finland, when Finland was attacked by the Russians in the 1930s. You know, they understand Russian aggression. So I think Tucker was wrong with that. Well, I have, I have questions about that also, but I think you have to understand what he's really saying. He's raising the question, is that really in the best interest of the United States? Is, you know, our involvement in Ukraine in the best interest of the United States? And it's an important question that has to be raised. And I, I, don't, I, don't, think that, uh, I don't think he's saying that, that we shouldn't consider these things. But nobody else, he's the only one that's raised that, seems to be raising that question. And it's a very, very good question. You know, we're worried about protecting the borders of Ukraine, but we don't seem to give a damn about our own borders, which are unprotected. We have, we, we have no national sovereignty because we yeah. have no borders anymore. Exactly. And at least Tucker Carlson is, has, the, has the, the guts to point that out. Definitely, definitely. I, 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 I totally agree that that's, he, he is. And, and I could understand that Finland and, and Sweden want to join. But again, what has NATO done in the last 20, 30 years? What has NATO done? They have created more tension with Russia. Not that I'm a fan of of Vladimir, but the fact is NATO is probably going to create even more tension with Russia, and we're going to have a nuclear war, okay, because that's what they want. That's what they want. But I want want to focus on on something that, that... was mentioned in regards to uh, your nego- negotiation um, skills. Transgender has become a big business. All these companies have basically moved on to have moved moved on to 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 a point where they they're they're making money. Um, what do you, what's your take on that? Yeah, um, I agree. I think the whole trans movement is a phony. It's a phony uh, movement uh, with a lot of money behind it. I think as I, I don't. I, the whole thing to me is ridiculous. The idea that that someone can automatically decide that they they can change their gender, I, I think that goes totally against common sense and evidence. Yeah. As I said, I believe in common sense and evidence. And here's an example of where there is neither so i these companies that are going along with it uh, i think are going i think in the, in the final analysis they're going to be sorry they did because i i think the majority of the vast majority of americans uh are, are against this whole thing and there's going to be a huge backlash and when that happens these companies that, that have been pushing this whole thing are going to be sorry i mean one of, one of the things i'm uh i fly on united airlines a lot uh, they have the best routes out of where I live, and I fly a lot. Now I just found out that United uh, is, is telling us that 50% of their pilots are going to be chosen from minorities and women. 
So in other words, instead of instead of saying that we're going to get the best qualified people we can as pilots, we're going to decide on who we hire based on either their skin color or their sex. Definitely. And that to me is totally it's crazy. It's totally crazy, and I think I think that United is going to. Uh, be sorry they did that. Uh, it's happening with, with Disney right now. Disney, you know, mm-hmm. coming out against uh, Florida and, and yeah. what they're trying to do in Florida. Disney, what, Disney stock is down, what, 40% or something? People yeah, don't want to go to Disneyland anymore. There's a backlash to that. So these companies that are woke, uh, I think they're going to want to be unwoke very quickly. Definitely. 254, you have a question for Ed? But do you think they're just trying to get rid of the family, like the man and woman and their children and uh, overall in America? Because I see it going, uh, nobody's really saying anything. And they are supporting the people that think a woman's not a woman and a man's not a man. Yeah, I, I do think so. And in fact, the Black Lives Matter has stated that. That's one of their objectives is to, they're against the, the nuclear family. Uh, they, they want to destroy the nuclear family. They want to destroy, as I said, they want to destroy all of the American institutions. And, and the nuclear family is, is one of our main institutions. It's one of the main things that, that defines us as a people. And they want to destroy that. Wow. Yes, That's... I believe so. And I do watch Tucker Carson. I'm a fan. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I watch Tucker Carlson, Carlson, because uh, I'm yeah, a fan. Yeah, do of I watch him? Some, no, I watch him, and I like some of uh, most of everything he says because he's he's I think a lot like Carlson. That's why I like him. He's a lot like who? Okay, like thank me. you, ma'am. <laughs> I'm opinionated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hear what she said. She said that Tucker Carlson is a lot like somebody. Me. I, don't know. <laughs> a, a, I think a, a lot, lot like him. Well, he's a lot like him, yeah. Well, uh, I watch him. I try to watch him every night. I love the guy. I think he's brilliant, and uh, I wish more people would listen to him. And it's very interesting that the left is always trying to make him out to be a racist. They're calling him a racist. <laughs> which showed to me it shows that he's right on the money. He's pushing their button. Otherwise, they wouldn't be calling him a racist. Mm. That's true. So, go go ahead, go ahead to five four. Oh no, I I agree with that. Uh, they're trying to get rid of all the white people out there only because uh, they want to put everybody else in there like they have already. And they're trying to make all whites like they're they're dangerous to be around, and they're not. Look, we had, we had a wonderful thing happen in this country. We had this guy called Martin Luther King. <clears throat> Martin Luther King said that people should be judged based on the quality of their character, not on the color of their skin. This was a tremendous statement to be made. Because it's, it really underlies the whole, uh, the, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, is really saying that, but nobody ever came out and articulated it as clearly as, as Martin Luther King did. Now what they're saying is, no, we, don't, we, we think people should be judged based on the color of their skin. Just the opposite, destroying the whole civil rights revolution that we had in this country, dividing the country. Which is which is their objective, is to divide and and uh, conquer. They want to, they want to divide us into groups, separate groups. They're against each other. But the fact is, one of the most important American values is meritocracy. You get you are judged based on how well you perform. You you're a, you get hired as an airline pilot because you're the best out there, not because of your skin color or your, your race, or your, your uh, sex. Uh, and meritocracy is essential to, to America continuing to be America. They want to destroy that and, and create what they call equity. There's a difference between equity and equality. Martin Luther King was preaching equality. 
equity says, no, we're not all equal. Certain people have to get special treatment. And who are those people? They're the people that they designate as, as groups that, that should get special treatment. And, and one of the groups is not white people. So this whole thing about equity is anti-white, and, in that, and so it's ra equity is racist. It's a racist ideology. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's totally, mm -hmm. it's totally. And, and again, I think one, one of the things that, I, that captured my attention today was uh, I watched a lot of the um, UK and Euro news, European news, and, and, and they arrested this army military uh, officer in England for sharing a, sharing a meme because it offended uh, the, the transgender uh, groups, the LBGTQ uh, groups. And, and that's been happening. Over a thousand people have been arrested this year for, you know, tweeting. Uh, or, or well, I've written, I've written about that. The U.K. is turning into a police state. Mm -hmm. And that's a tragedy because our whole legal system comes from, from Britain, from England, the whole tradition, a thousand-year tradition of laws and, and jurisprudence, and they're destroying all of that. Uh, I've written extensively about this. Uh, the, the, uh, the government in the U.K. Is, is destroying free speech, and, and by preventing uh, people from saying what they want to say, uh, that's, that's the end of a democracy. Right, but I think I think it's, it's it's happening. I mean, look at what happened in Sri Lanka. Look at what's happening in in, in different parts of the. Uh, well, what happened in Sri Lanka happened as a result of, of this whole climate change nonsense. Right. And, and Biden is trying to do it here. Biden is attacking the fossil fuels. So they, where they've done that, wherever in the world they've done that, uh, Sri Lanka is an example. Ghana is another example, and it's even happening in the Netherlands. Wherever they're right. trying to stop the use of fossil fuels. People are starving. And in, in Sri Lanka, the people rose up and kicked the government. The government had to flee the country. Exactly. People said, we're, we're tired of this nonsense. Uh, the fact is, we are dependent. We need fossil fuels. There is no viable alternative at the present time to fossil fuels. And if we are to maintain the level of our economy and our standard of living, we need these fossil fuels. But, but we have a president who wants to destroy all of that, who wants to kill our standard of living. How did, how did, how did it come to this? How, you know, if you're a rational person, how can you not say this is insane? We've we got to get this guy Biden out. Get, well, of course, it's not Biden, I, I maintain. It's not Biden. It's the people behind Biden. Right. And, oh, and yeah, that's really yeah, scary yeah. to me because we don't really know who's running the country. We know there's somebody that's calling the shots, and we know it's not Joe Biden. So is it Obama? Is, is it Ron Klain? Is it Susan Rice? Uh, is it George Soros? Who the hell is behind all this? We don't know. You know what? It's, it's Klaus, fruit it's of Klaus a stolen Klaus. election. Fruits of a stolen election. The sons of bitches stole the 2020 election. There is nothing that is beneath them. Nothing. Nothing. Listen, yesterday I read in the Wall Street Journal there was, there was an article and it, and it led off saying that, uh, talking about Donald Trump's lie that the uh, 2020 election was stolen, that it's a lie. That's what they're putting out there. Yeah, I know. I see that it's that a lie, too. not that, that it's a possibility that it might be true. And then perhaps we should investigate it. But the media is, is supporting the Democratic Party, saying it's, it's a lie. And whoever says it is lying. Well, I think I think Ed and our listening audience, we've, we're go, we're going to a point uh, in, in in our world, in our current world, that is really worse than 1984 Orwellian Orwellian times, when you had the New York Times normalizing cannibalism, like you know, we should be eating each other. Humans should be eating each other. It just came out with an article like that. That it's supposed to be acceptable. I mean, it's it's it's, it's just. I mean, we're living in, time, in in really unique times because the transformation to a one-world government 
which a couple of years you would say something like that and it would be, oh, you're a conspiracy nut. But today, the conspiracies are today's breaking news. You know, when you hear things like that, when you hear that that uh, we uh, the European Union is going after and, and making some of these uh, European nations reduce their emissions because they say carbon CO2 is killing the planet, when CO2 will kill the plants, the, the crops. You know, yeah. it's like it's, it's I, I, this is something else that I've written extensively about. Uh, I did my own research on climate. I decided a few years ago that I was like most people, and I was really pretty ignorant about climate and, and what it involves. So I did my own extensive research, and I came to one conclusion, and that is there is no such thing as man-made global warming. We, have, we don't have the ability to change the weather. The idea that we can change the weather is ridiculous. And that's the argument that they're using. And they're saying that because uh, you have all these carbon emissions, uh, we have to stop those carbon emissions. And the way to do that is by ending fossil fuels. And, of course, if we end fossil fuels, we destroy the economy of the West. And, and, but that's what they're after. So the whole thing is insidious. It's, you know, it's let's destroy the current, the, the status quo, and we'll use as justification this ridiculous global warming argument, which is a lie. And the U.N., by the way, the people at the U.N. started this whole thing, and they have admitted that it's a lie. They have admitted that their objective is not to, to uh, change the climate. Their objective is to destroy capitalism. I I agree with that, but also it's to control people. And to control, well, to control. That's what they want. The, the unelected bureaucrats at the UN, at the European Union, they want to control. They want to be in charge. They're not elected, but they want to be in charge. And that's that's the whole danger. That's where 1984 comes in. Right. Now, I, everybody should read. I, I reread 1984 a couple of years ago. Everybody should get a hold of a copy of 1984. It's really interesting. Yeah. Because what he describes is, is is happening in so many ways today, and it's terrifying. It is. It is terrifying. I, I think most people take it for granted that the type of lifestyle that you, I, and a lot of our audience have, have grown up to live. It's going to change if we allow them to change it, because it's coming. I mean, the one-world government, one-world currency, one-world religion, that's coming if we don't stop it. Well, you just said it. You said it, if we allow it. And that's the point I make in my book, that, that we are the majority. The majority of Americans do not buy all of this. And we can stop it by electing, you know, getting the, getting the Democrats out of power getting the Republicans back in, getting Trump back in, we can turn this whole thing around, and we have the power to do it because we're the majority. Definitely. Uh, Ed, once again, um, your book and your website and where we can uh, listen to you and, and read your column. The book is America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden. You can get it at Amazon or my website, which is Ed Brodo Politics. E-D-B-R-O-D-O-W, politics, edbrotopolitics.com. Definitely. You mentioned something at the beginning, which I, I wanted to capture. is the actual violence that is occurring in so many cities. We just had an article, um, Starbucks and, and, and some other, other major corporate America uh, businesses that are, have decided that they're going to close shop. I think uh, Starbucks was going to close 16 to 20 stores in, in, in different parts of, of urban America, Portland, New York, San Francisco, because the violence. You know, I mean, California has a rule that if you steal anything under $950, you don't, go, you don't get arrested. You can basically... Um, it's a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor, yeah. And then in New York City... You know, the same thing. I mean, you have all these George Soros woke uh, prosecutors that are not doing the job that they're supposed to do. Now, Ron DeSantis, 
Governor DeSantis took a position and suspended the current VA in Hillsborough County, in Ta- which is, consists of Tampa, today. Because he did not want to prosecute or allow or, or go after um, public places that were basically pushing you know, tra- uh, the drag queen shows. That's right. Little kids. That's what the governor of New York should be doing with D.A. Bragg in, in Manhattan. Exactly. She should be firing this, this guy. You cannot have D.A.s deciding what laws they will enforce and what laws they won't enforce. That, that, that's ridiculous. But it's going on for only one reason, and that's because the Democratic Party has enabled all of this. All of the violence that we saw in 2020, all of this lawlessness that we're seeing is happening in jurisdictions that are controlled by Democratic mayors and governors. They have enabled it. And in many cases, they have agreed with it. You have even Kamala Harris said she agrees with it, with the violence, that it should continue. These people have to be voted out of office. They are dangerous, and they're ruining the country. Yes. And, and, and the other aspect to that, Ed, is the fact that you, you have a, 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 the border is open, so there's more individuals coming across the border. And Texas and Arizona have taken the position that they're basically busing these people to Washington, to and then from Washington, <laughs> That's right. and they don't like it. That's right. They don't. They don't like that. I think it's ironic. Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C., was all in favor. She, we're a sanctuary city. We welcome all these illegals. Now that they're coming in, she wants to call out the National Guard. She says, we can't handle this. Total hypocrisy. Definitely, definitely. And then we have, we have um, Governor Newsom in the state of California basically uh, preaching, saying that Florida has, it's not a, 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 there's no freedom in Florida, when in California, he has converted California into a, a shithole. Well, Governor, Governor Newsom is delusional, yes. as are so many of these Democrats. And you even have, I mean, you have, you have Biden saying, everything is great, and the, the economy is doing great, he says. Now, they, they lie about all this stuff, totally. You know, for, for Newsom to say, that, you know, come to California. I, I live in California. I can tell you firsthand that they are destroying this state, a wonderful state. Oh, beautiful state. Beautiful state. But, you know, the, uh, the policies, I mean, we, I think uh, I was in Sacramento a couple of years ago, and for a stretch of 30, 35 blocks, it was 10 cities, and it was not far from the governor's mansion. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a, and for, but I, I believe, I believe that the qualifications of a Democrat is totally different from the qualifications of a Republican conservative, because the worse you do, you get promoted in the in the Democratic Party. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. It's a, it's a point I've been making in my writing that you know, these people who supported the violence in 2020. Have all been reelected. Yes. The good news, the good news, I think, and again, we have to share the good news is that in Arizona we have a, a, a great candidate, Carrie Lake, and, yeah. and hopefully she'll, she'll she'll win. She's she's dynamic. And then in Michigan we have Tudor Dixon. I think she's, you know, going to replace the witch. Uh, you know, I think I think those two are positive uh, cases this week. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I listened to uh, Tudor on Tucker Carlson's show, in fact, and uh, I agreed with everything she said. Yeah. I think she's on the right track, and I hope she gets elected. Yeah, and, and, and then Eric Schmidt in Missouri, which I like him as a, uh, as, a, as a attorney general, but I think as a senator, I think he, he, he will really do well uh, replacing, uh, I would say, a rhino Roy Blunt. Look, we have a lot of really good young Republicans who yes. are coming up now and, and replacing these rhinos who, who are totally ineffectual. So I'm, I'm very optimistic about what's happening in the Republican Party. People like Josh Hawley, 
yeah. uh, Tom Cotton, uh, Ron DeSantis. Got a lot of good people coming up. Yeah, I think I think that's the positive aspect. Now, how do you, um, in regards to the economy? I mean, you're you're a business. Uh, you're involved in the business aspect of this, and uh, how, where do you see our economy uh, going in, in six in six months? Well, if it continues the way it is right now, it's going to be we're going to be in a depression. Mm-hmm. And, and the irony is that that Biden could fix it right now by doing three things. Number one, he has to admit that he's been wrong with his policy uh, going against fossil fuels. Number two, he has to open the Keystone Pipeline. And number three, he has to allow the drug companies to start drilling again. If he does those three things, we can be, we're back in business. If he continues with his current policies, it's going to be a shambles, and we're all going to suffer for it. Do you think they're going to replace him before 2024? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Uh, it's a, you know, but but if they get rid of him, who comes in? Harris, she'd be worse. Pelosi, she'd be worse. So it's it's a very, very uh, delicate situation. And uh, as I say, I wish I had a crystal ball, but I don't. Okay, uh, five seven three two five three nine. Do you have a question for Ed? I had a couple of them, and now I forgot them. But I do have a question on uh, um, uh, Brittany Griner in, uh, that's in jail in Russia. Yes, Brittany Griner, who okay. was uh, given a 10-year a sentence. Yes. Yeah. So what's your, what's your question? Know, my question is, because you were talking about gender, is that a, a female or a male? <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a discussion again at lunch today with my friend. Uh, my friend thinks that she's a transgender person. I, would, I, I did some research, and they're all saying that she's not, that she's just a, she's a, a gay person. And uh, I, I, I don't well, know. It's a very strange. What, what, I, you know, what I object to about her, I could give a damn what her sexuality is. What I object to is that she's anti-American, and she comes out against the United States. She says this is a terrible country, and I, I take that personally. That's, that's yep. objectionable, and I, I think there's a tremendous irony, a kind of a poetic justice <laughs> that she's in the situation she's in right now. I call it <laughs> karma. I, I think she, she asked right. for it, and now she's probably wishing that she had kept her mouth shut. Now she wants us all... She wants Biden to go to bat for her. She wants the U.S. to come and rescue her. Well, you know, why should we? You don't like this country. Maybe you'll like it better in a Russian jail for nine years. Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, two, five, four, two, two, five, four, do you have a last-minute question for uh, Ed? No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with uh, Brittany being out there in Russia jail or wherever she is. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That you keep her. Okay. Well, Ed, thank you again. Appreciate it. Um, hello. I'm here. Yeah. Thank you again. Uh, it's been a, it's been fantastic. And and um, last minute pitch for your book. America on its knees. Go to Amazon.com. Get your copy. Definitely. Gotta read Definitely. that book. Definitely. Well, thank you again for taking time to be in our program and, and our listening audience was very, very uh, satisfied and happy with uh, you coming on and, and wish you the best. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. All right. All right. Next week, we'll be having another exciting guest, just like Ed brought up, um, and we will be tackling different issues, especially with the economy that it's going to be a prime, a prime issue come midterm, mid, the midterm elections. So good night. God bless America. And stay safe. And we'll see you, see everyone next week. Thank you. Good night. Good night. <laughs>